If you like truffles, that's not true. You actually like farts. And that's a fact. And they're not even real farts. They're fake farts. They're, it's they're... manufactured farts that you're sniffing and eating. Oh, it, it's, it's astonishing. The farts they bottle, ship overseas, or manufacture locally and sell to you with the veneer prestige. But here's the thing. I like the taste of manufactured parts. I read about that. that truffles, all the truffle flavors you taste, even when they say it has real truffles in it, fake. And guess what? I read that and I was like, I still yeah. like it. No, there's just a, like um, parts. there's just like a machine in an assembly line that's just a, a massive butt that's just going toot, toot all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where truffles come from. Yum, yum. Well, the truffle mm-hmm. flavor, right. the real truffles, you know, I don't know what they taste like, but what I do know is that I do like, fa- mm-hmm. I'm a fart eater. <laughs> no, there's like a, I this, like there's like a real you, butt somewhere in France, and that's where look, real truffles come Ma- from. Mari, Ma- Mari, <laughs> you are brave to put that audio on the internet. That is that. That is some, some sentences I wouldn't be putting out there. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm, br- I'm proud of you. Yeah. I love farts. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, I'm just the only one admitting it. Like, you all each haven't gone, hmm, truffles. Like, this is so fancy when you're just eating a fart, okay? We all have just been eating farts, and that is the illusion of the bourgeoisie, you know? You paid extra money to eat a fart. I, I, I was talking, and you liked it. I was talking to uh, <laughs> someone I've been seeing um, uh, last night about this. We're like, we're debating like, you know, like the advantage of like being like a big or small spoon. Where it's like, you know, like being like, you know, like the like little spoon is like, you know, you feel like all like cozy. Being the big spoon, you get to like, you know, like hug the person, and also you get the advantage of uh, the other person will fart on your like uh, crotch all night while they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I like being the big spoon, but I like it when they're facing me. Cause then when I'm like, oh, and then I, I can just roll to the side. They're still on my arm. Then I can right. roll back in. When you're the little spoon, you're trapped. You're in there. You can, there's no adjusting yourself. When I'm big spoon, I can move around. And little spoon, no one's farting on you. Mm. This is a false dichotomy. I want to be the knife. That's not true because <laughs> because sometimes if you have a vagina you can front fart. So. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, would never so happen like to the, the fart knife. Travels. Oh yeah, no, no one, no one <laughs> forewarned me about the experience of the fart traveling forward. Mm-mm, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, I was not ready for that to be a thing that could happen. Yeah, the front <laughs> fart. Yeah, exactly. That's a central part of like you know the experience. Of having one. Yes. Yeah. So occasionally a bubble travels. You're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and that is how you can fart on someone when you're Big Spoon. Zana's explaining this to everyone assembled around her, covered in god blood. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what to do. <laughs> Trey just stands there holding P2, just like very confused. Oh, he's still, is he passed out? No, he's awake. He's holding P2, just like looking at. Just really confused. Yeah, just like like looks at P two, looks at Zod, looks at P two, and it's just is even more confused. <laughs> All right, let's roll initiative.
right, so here's the situation. Juniper and Laser cut off Red's head with one strike of the scythe. Blood splatters all over Zana, who was invisible and sneaking up on Red. Now you see her blood-covered outline begin to twist and contort. Uh, it seems like, you know, the the stuff that makes up Zana's body now is is basically undergoing some kind of transformation. Um, you know Zana, in parentheses, or like, you know, Zana in quotation marks, what we call Zana is actually a soul bound to a doll buried in a circulatory system. Um, but now with all this this god blood she activates the thing we've seen before which is summoning demons from the post-apocalyptic wasteland uh basically using her her soul as a portal to them she's done this with peter and with chad and uh before your eyes bloody horned uh demons start like pouring out of zana's like mouth and eyes and everything like her, of her you know what looks like her form her body just becomes a portal to the abyss oh geez cool <laughs> that shit pisses me off that's less than ideal. <laughs> and so we are in initiative now. Um, and so, like, Zana is now a twisting mass of bodies. You see, you know, cloven hooves and claws and uh, spears and tridents and so forth. It's just a clown car inside of this <laughs> bloody flesh as demons start pouring out. And all of the NPCs who are here... Uh, Laser, Fortunato, uh, Buddy, Sprinkles, Walter, and Gale are going to fight these other demons, like hold them back, and you are going to try to defeat Zana. In the meantime, she won initiative, though. So um, first things first, uh, Juniper, you were the one who decapitated Red, and uh -huh. so she's yeah. going to try to <laughs> she's going to stab you with the bedazzled rapier. Cool. I love that for me. <laughs> I'm sensing some inauthenticity there, but... Oh no, it's fine. I'm literally just sat here trying to see if any of my weapons do, if if any of my attacks can do divine damage or anything that's gonna hurt like a mass of demons. Twenty-two. Yeah, that's gonna hit. All right. I think uh, we're just fighting Zana, and everyone else is fighting the demons, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, Z Zana is the big ball of demons. Yeah. Uh, Zana is a soul at the center of a bunch of writhing flesh. Um, so yeah. in a lot of ways, uh, she is like more portal than person now. A thing about Arabella is you can't just teleport there raw, right? Otherwise, everyone would just teleport from the old world to the new world. You have to carry a portal up to use it and she using a ritual to the demons that was like her whole thing is she ate her parents and did a ritual to to summon <laughs> peter so she is essentially like a living portal now uh and that's 14 damage mm -hmm. as she thrusts the rapier into juniper's body yeah and then yep. and then her arteries shoot in every direction and start trying to like strangle and restrain everybody else uh so strength saving throw everyone who's not juniper as uh, bloody veins try to grab you. Okay, 20. Uh, 14 for Trian. Wait, I... Wow! Whoa! Whoa! Uh, tw uh, 29, so that ends up. So you don't even feel it. All right. Only yeah. Trayan is is grappled by the veins and is going to uh, need to you know break out of that. Uh, Little Boy Justice, you're up, you're up next. You crit. Um, and you, you know, you can, you know, throw yourself right as on and out. I will remind you uh, that you also have Fortunato, who hates you and wants to kill you, who, who is here. So just a little wrinkle to your part of the encounter. So, yeah, I mean, like, um, um, 
I'm, I'm yeah, I'm gonna be like to like uh, like Fortunato, like yeah, like uh, like I was sort of saying, like yeah, like see, like shit like this. This is what pisses me off. People are you know just like turning into a writhing mass of blood and demons, and we're and and what are we talking about? We're talking about who lied to who? Was that even me? <laughs> Was that even me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come on, we got more important things to worry about right now. What does that even mean? I guess deception. We haven't had a deception <laughs> during this boss fight. Um, okay. Um, that's a just a straight twenty, and that's a five. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you absolutely fail. Uh, Fortunato has decided that like you know that they're taking you with them no matter what happens here. Fuck you. Fuck your couch. Fuck your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. That like. Yeah, that 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 deception bombed so hard that like people are um, shaming you on like uh, Instagram for not caring more about uh, like world events, um, and um, yeah, okay. So I, mean, I guess like yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like uh, 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 just fight Fortunato and um, um, man, th- yeah, th- this is just. This is just what the, the writhing mass of demons wants, and I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try and uh, grapple Fortunato. <laughs> All right. I'm not a particularly strong goo person, but let's do this thing. Uh, 14. 19. All right. You're, you're the grapple master. Yeah, I'm the grapple king. All right. Uh, I rage up, and I frenzy. Finally. Hell yeah. I finally get to frenzy. Okay. Frenzy, frenzy. frenzy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there any like physical change? Do your leaves change color, or do you just freak out? Like, what's the what's the flavor on it? Yeah, cherry blossoms just blooming all over the place, just like erupting yeah, in fury. Like, yeah. yeah, and then there's like a transitional move where it, like cherry blossoms go across the screen, and this camera t- spins around me, and then I turn around, and then like I have. Oh, okay. What's like another form of cherry blossoms? Hold on. <laughs> I, I like I like to think that we are like this is like this is the time for the cherry blossom confession under uh, under the tree, but it's just uh, Piccolo confessing how much they just want to fuck up <laughs> shit with Zana and just axe their face <laughs> off, you know. Uh, and it's super cool. And then I just get one foot taller. Let me have it. <laughs> 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 Now this now this is a to- now this is a Toki Meki memorial moment uh, here. Look, maybe you get one foot taller. Maybe you step on a, 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 a on something that's one foot tall. Ooh, we can never know. Ooh, and I have a little I have a little anime thing. It's like it all leads to this. Everything <laughs> the <anime> lines, always. Yeah. <laughs> the friendships, the deaths, everything. I'm going to put my whole heart into what I do <laughs> now. Oh. 19, 29, 21. Oh. 19. Oh my god. All those hit. <laughs> Do they Absolutely. all hit? Yes. Okay. That reminds me of um sorry, I was at I was at a party one time and it was um it was at my friend's party and she's like uh, it was her birthday party and she's in one of those like uh, cool bands where it's like two white girls who like play the ukulele um, and her friend <laughs> That's a lot of judgment there. I know. Her, her, okay, but her friend and bandmate was like um Hey, why don't we play songs for everyone? And then they like started playing like music and like would like not like no one else was allowed to talk at the party. Um, and so me and my friends were like, 
and kept talking, kept getting shushed, and then this guy who is my enemy, um, his name is actually Dio, and he would <laughs> just say, like, anime villain shit. Like, we kept getting shushed, and then he would say stuff like, <laughs> they keep talking with their mouths. What do their hearts have to say? <laughs> I'm so sorry, but your enemy sounds pretty cool, to be honest. <laughs> oh, so, 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 Ma- Mari did a bunch of successful hits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. 15, 17, 14, 18. I didn't sign up for all this math. I just want to make little goblins. <laughs> uh, 64? I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a, an incredible hit. So you just start wailing on the bloody mass with your, uh, you know, your axe, and Zana starts laughing. Um, this is the spell Hideous Laughter. Um, can you make a wisdom saving throw? What's my one weakness? <laughs> I'm very stupid. <laughs> All right. 17. Oh, my. Yeah, that actually works perfectly. Oh, you know what I say? I'm completely unfazed because you're ugly now. I don't think portals <laughs> to hell are hot at all. <laughs> what do you know? I know a lot. I'm a tree. Technically, I'm full of wisdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can I use that line next time I need to win an argument? Just tell the other person, <laughs> technically, I'm full of wisdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to r- throw out a resume oh, and like r- write on it, uh, like as like you know, like skills or something. Just uh, very brave. <laughs> Mom's very proud of me. Uh, um, Loyal. <laughs> was that mean? Was that mean in terms of your day to day job performance? No, I just like I, you know, I, 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 I like uh, I just st- I stay by my friends. I'm I'm true and loyal. I always say that one of my character traits is being restrained by a bunch of gross veins. Wait, no, no, that's what a Treyan's traits right now. It's true. Uh, so you got to make a strength check to bust out, and that's your turn, huh? Yeah, well, let's try here. That's a 15 on the strength check there. <laughs> that is not going to do it. Yeah, someone else can cut you out, but your hands are, like, pulled mm-hmm. to your side. Um, so, so, question can I still do a breath attack? Ooh. Um, yep, it appears so. All right, then. Um, hmm. Yeah, I will go ahead and use the monk side of it, Breath of the Dragon, uh, which is, uh, it's basically, it, it, it will, I will basically choose to do um, a... 30-foot line between Treyan and uh, Zana, and I don't know. Uh, let's just start with lightning damage this time. That is a 17 dexterity save Oof. against this. Rough. Um, mm-hmm. 19. So that's only half damage. That's three lightning damage as Treyan struggles, unable to break out of the veins, still holding up the P2, uh, firmly but gentle. Gentle. It's still... Tran respects P2, uh, <laughs> but he uh, he shoots out a, a line of like lightning, uh, trails along the veins, and it doesn't do much to Zana. And that's his turn. 
So you're entangled in these arteries and so forth. Uh, Zana has neutralized one of the biggest damage dealers of the party, and it looks like you're not going to be able to help. And then you open your mouth and lightning starts crackling. She panics and squeezes you pretty hard, and only you know a little bit of a stream of lightning trickles out uh, for three <laughs> damage. But that could have been bad. I think you could have roasted roasted her pretty, pretty severely. Uh, but at the end of your turn, uh, something interesting happens that uh, you didn't see coming. Uh, 25 is going to be the attack roll from behind you as something slams into your back, uh, hurting you pretty badly. Um, you're going to take... Oh, snake eyes and those damage dice. Look at that. Oh. Not, hey, that's not... No. <laughs> what type of damage is that? That's very funny. Uh, that would be bludgeoning. Eight bludgeoning damage. What caused that? Uh, you kind of turn your head, you know, you're all kind of tied up with these veins, but you can turn and look over your shoulder and you see Walter, whose eyes have uh, kind of rolled back and are glowing red. Um, Is your protein shake expired? (laughs) Walter says, I will protect you, Zana, my best friend. No. Uh, All of my plans keep changing every time that anyone does anything. <laughs> uh, so like, you know, I'm gonna tell you what I had been planning, which is like, oh, we'll just do like a nice little guiding bolt because that's, uh, and uh, maybe I'll, do, and I might still go with this. It's radiant damage, which I think is gonna be good and is gonna, yeah, let's let's go for it. I'm I'm gonna go for guiding bolt. I think I haven't used in a while since I got all the cool lightning that was cooler. Uh, right. So I gotta do a tech roll. Uh, does. Mm, botch seven. Oh, Does that hit Zana? No. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. I'm gonna. Austin, here's what I'm gonna do. I do I get advantage that I forgot about somehow? I don't forget <laughs> not, about an advantage. <laughs> not that I'm aware about. Uh, there are six NPCs here: Laser, Fortunato, Buddy, Sprinkles, Walter, Gale. Um, you don't know where Sydney is, and all the new ones are, have reverted to their gem forms. Uh, so I'm actually gonna roll a D6 and see if you hit. One of your allies with this botch. Oh no! Three. That's Buddy. You you shoot him in the back of the head with a radiant bolt <laughs> as he runs in with uh you know the swag chest to try to swing at Zana and instead uh, gets gets nailed and uh, is, kind of rolls is, off. Is this that I I just don't notice Buddy running in and r- Buddy's running between the two of us and I'm like yeah this attack's gonna do great. Oh fuck! I think that is yeah yeah it wasn't intentional. <laughs> he was I just hope very that Buddy eager. knows this was unintentional. <laughs> do I have to roll damage against Buddy? Um. No, I just think that we'll we'll deal with okay. that in a second. Um, I don't have character okay. sheets for every NPC fully statted out right here because I'm focusing on the okay. demon stuff. Everyone else is going to have to do good damage because because oops, <laughs> oops. Um, all right, something else happens here at the end of your turn, Juniper. Is uh, you can feel the piercing stare of Zana's doll eyes somewhere in the bloody mass. Uh, can you make a uh, intelligence saving throw? Uh, sure. This is like a blood beholder kind of antics going on here. This is pretty great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm picturing her fully as the one reborn from Bloodborne. <laughs> we talked about this yeah. before. <laughs> uh, t- ten. That is not going to do it. The spell is called Phantasmal Force. You craft an mm-hmm. illusion 
that takes root in the mind of a creature you can see. Uh, the, the target can use its action to examine the phantasm, so you can do that next turn. While the target is affected by the spell, the target treats the phantasm as if it were real. The target rationalizes any illogical outcomes from interacting with the phantasm, uh, so, so on and so forth. Um, so basically, uh, what is the thing that appears to Juniper that begins hurting her uh, psychically, but that she thinks is physical? Oh, okay. I think it's got to be Laser's severed head, the uh, the tail head. Uh, it seems to be just animate of its own accord, just sort of hopping towards her. All right. So it is now Zana's turn. So let's do the psychic damage from Laser's tail head biting you. Three. Uh, there's no save on that just until you get rid of this phantasm. Uh, laser's uh, snake tail is uh, like biting you all over. Out, um, out of curiosity, can I like ignore the the thing and just be taking damage, but doing other stuff, or do I? Ha is this one of those like I, I have to deal with that before I can do anything? Good question. Um, let's see here. The target can use its action to examine the phantasm. It doesn't say must. Okay. So I could just be taking psychic guilt damage while getting on with stuff. That appears to be the case. So uh, it's Zana's turn now. Uh, her veins are wrapped around Tran, so he can't fight back. Uh, the doll is glowing and emanating the illusion magic that makes Juniper see lasers, uh, dismembered head biting her all over, the you know crushed skull of the jester snake. Uh, and then in the background, Fortunato and Little Boy Justice are wrestling each other, so they're not really in the main fight, which just leaves Piccolo. Uh, so Zana, in a huge bloody mass, leaps forward with the bejeweled rapier and stabs Piccolo. That hits, and it's, you're going to take half damage because of your rage, so only seven. Uh, not much. Uh, but Zana does say... Uh, Piccolo, you're such a dumb bitch. I was going to bring you out here and we would have been fine and everything would have been great and we could have been sitting out in the sun and drinking mimosas with big cucumbers on our eyes and everything would have worked out. Uh, but you just had to go and betray me, uh, who's never done anything wrong and now everything's ruined. Uh, you, Peter too. Both of you could have just lived through all of this if you hadn't been such treacherous bitches. Okay. I don't care what ugly people think. Jesus. Piccolo is brutal. Zana says, these demons would just love to ruin everything you just made here, and maybe they'll install me as queen. I feel like they'll be very appreciative for all I've done, bringing them all here. Not when you look like that. <laughs> they love this. This is actually, this look is really in the season in the abyss, so... You can say that to yourself if you want. Oh my god, <laughs> little boy Justice, you are you are grappling Fortunato and uh, you know hitting him with a big hammer. It is your turn. Yeah, no, and like I've I've just been seeing all the stuff that's going on, and like yeah, it, it just it it just it just makes me mad, man. Like you know, like you used to you you used to be able to lend someone some of your blood <laughs> and not be possessed by them. You know what I mean? You used to be able to trust demonic <laughs> dolls. What happened to us? What happened to this world, you know? I'm saying all this to Fortunato uh, while, like, <laughs> grappling them. You might want to bring up to Fortunato that they're the one who helps on a, you know, maybe a little guilt or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the question is, would this character do that? Is is the important <laughs> question here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, because yeah, like I'm, I, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm just steaming. You know, I'm just seeing red right now. Um, and like, yeah, like, uh, uh, Fortunato's looking like a fire that needs to be out. You know what I mean here? And like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like saying all this to uh, Fortunato. I'm just being like, yeah, like, you know, um. What's going? What's going on? You know, you know. It's it's just it it, it just makes me mad. This is this is you know. What does this say about society? You know. I knew this was going to happen. You ruined it. Look around. A demon army is here now because of you. Um. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to uh uh short sword uh and. I'm going to. Uh, oh, I crit. All right. So you you crit and you crack open uh, the gingerbread armor and see the plasmoid inside, who looks at you with like floating eyeballs and, and a yellow goo body, um, and is just like looking into your soul with just the most furious hatred imaginable. Yeah, that's. I, I, I don't. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Um, yep. Uh, and now it's her turn, and she is going to explode a tendril of goo uh, from the hole in the gingerbread armor and stab it directly into your body. Constitution saving throw from the spell Blight again. Oof. Seven. That is not enough. Uh, you are going to take... Some damage. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, that does, that does put me to zero. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tendril starts sucking out your moisture. You go uh, limp and unconscious on top of Fortunato. You are a Goliath, a seven-foot-tall, muscle-bound man, and you are completely keeping this person pinned to the ground. So uh, Fortunato is not going to be able to join the, f the rest of the fight here. Uh, okay. Piccolo looks down at... Uh... Little boy justice fire edition and goes <laughs> with the power of friendship that remains that actually still matters. I hit you with all my strength. <laughs> 15, 19, 29, and 19. I'm sorry, are you hitting little boy justice? No, no, I'm, I'm hitting. I, uh, I understand. <laughs> I wanted to have what you meant for a second. I did think you were going to hit little boy justice, make sure it was really Yeah, bad. same here. Like, yeah, you said you looked at little boy justice and then attacked four times. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I meant that I looked at little boy justice. So I was like, well, with all the friends that matter, we'll use our power of friendship together. <laughs> oh, that's, that's perfect. Right. Three of those four hit. 61 damage. And I, and I do it like really fast, like in an anime. So you just see Piccolo going in different angles and then like a light going by where the sword is. Yeah. I mean, you have Peter's skull like jangling in your branches too. And Vizan yeah. uh, is like, you didn't even know him. You're being so dramatic. He gave up his life for me and that's enough. What did you ever do? Be ugly? <laughs> you know, that's not true. I was You very really popular. let yourself go. It's kind of gross. Uh, body shaming, final boss edition. <laughs> uh, at the Look, end. Is it morally okay to body shame the body shamer? Maybe. If they're killing people, it's fine, uh, I think. As a firefighter, I do, I do think it is uh, valid to fight fire with fire. 
All right. <laughs> At the end of your turn, Piccolo, wisdom saving throw again. Every time you strike Zana, like blood splashes on you and you feel, you know, uh, her voice whispering in your ears telling you to join her side. You, f- you feel like woozy and lightheaded as she's trying to take over your mind. Why can't it be a strength saving throw? Come on. You made a glamour bard. You didn't make a, a big buff gymnast. You made a choice about Zana's character. <laughs> All right. Twelve. That's not going to do it. Hideous laughter racks your body, and you are going to be incapacitated and unable to stand up until you succeed in a wisdom saving throw. Zana's hideous laughter. Yep. Um, well, okay. So I'm, I'm, you're going to probably have me make another strength saving throw to get out, or can I do something else while I'm kind of restrained here? Do you have more cool fire breath? I could do... A cool fire breath for every attack I can do in an att- in a round, so I could do four of them. So let's get some deck saving throws. <laughs> chop chop. All right. So you've given up on your arms and are just going uh, breath mode. Twenty three, nineteen, ten, twenty four. All right. So that's a total of four, five, three. So that's 12 plus 12. That's 24 lightning damage as Treyen just unloads four, uh, like, just breaths of lightning all along the veins surrounding him. Maybe that will help bring him free a little bit, but at the very least, uh, he's just doing the dragon breath thing for the first time, really, in a fight in this sort of manner. Yeah, you've used it a couple times during the Dragon Quest episodes. Uh, if you want to shoot the vines on you, the veins, that was a, a little bit of a Freudian slip there, uh, like just basically to nuke yourself, uh, you want to take half damage to free yourself? Sure, I'll do that. Oh, cool. That's fine. I'll... I'll, I'll t- I'll take 12 damage because I resist it to my own lightning, and that will be that. All right. Uh, you're free. Those are your attacks. Those are your actions and bonus actions. Yes. All right. How, how much damage was that total? Uh, that would be 24 damage lightning. All right. Um, at the end of your turn, once again, Walter sees you burn yourself out of the veins and is going to try to uh, club you with a big anchor 29. That's the way that works. That hits. That's yep. how the donuts get made. Um, 14 damage on that just Oof. cracks you in the face with this giant anchor and says, good job, sweetness. We have defeated the bullies who are attacking our precious, beautiful Zana. Stay away, bullies. <sighs> I think, unfortunately, there's still a few bullies standing up, Walter. Juniper (sighs) is going to attempt to attack Zana, despite the fact that there is a horrifying phantasmal figure of a a decapitated tail head Uh hopping towards her. Um... Whether this thing is real or not, uh, well, obviously Juniper thinks it's real right now. There is a bigger problem to be dealt with, and I think Juniper's response is, I will deal with, with my my guilt and the crimes I must pay for with this tale, but i got to kill that thing first. So, 24 to hit. 24? That definitely uh, yeah. hits. Yep, that, that'll, that'll do then. So what do I roll... Uh, so this is radiant damage, which I'm hoping is real good against a mass of demons. 
I know. We have this conversation every season. I'm very sorry. It just isn't. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. Fine. I'm trying to do Pokemon logic. I'm trying to use type advantage to my to my benefit. <laughs> Fine. I should have just done the big lightning thing. I wouldn't have had to roll to hit. It would have done more damage, but it's fine. Oh, but then it would hit me and I would die. Uh, I did 12. I did 12 damage, which isn't much, but it does mean that the next attack made against Zana gets advantage. Absolutely. You shoot uh, Zana with the, the light coming out of, you know, your ring or out of your, your glove that you have the Yggdrasil shard inside. Um, and, you know, Zana, like, turns her doll's gaze on you and says, After everything we've been through, Juniper, we came up here together. We're besties. We came up here together and you spent your entire time trying to gaslight me and ruin my attempts to come and study bushes. <laughs> Come on, bushes are boring. I made you way cooler. Hey, hey, hey. You're boring. I throw the <gasps> I throw the seven foot at her. <laughs> you already threw it at her last episode. That's how this yes, ended. Yes, and then I went and picked it back up. <laughs> I'm not after any kind of bonus for this. I just want to throw the foot at her. <laughs> this is about disrespect, is what this is. Yes. This is a t- this is a tone setting disrespectful moment. I throw the foot at her. She's throwing the chancla right now. Um, literally a foot instead. Yeah. So two of your allies are uh, indisposed. Actually, three. Fortunato is uh, smushed under Little Boy Justice. Uh, Buddy got shot in the back of the head and has fallen off his mount. And Walter is mind controlled. Uh, you know, in the background, Sprinkles summons up a uh, a big dragon or something to fight the demons. Gale is rocking out on the guitar, shooting them with lightning. Uh, Laser is using flame breath from each of his heads to fight off uh, demons, which isn't actually very effective because demons are resistant to fire, but that's what Laser has as a simple farmer. Um, and so everyone is, is doing their best, but you're getting overwhelmed here, um, and it's, it doesn't look great. In fact, everyone uh, make a dexterity save as more veins come whipping at all of you. <sighs> Except for little boy Justice, who's just straight up unconscious. Yeah, yeah. 14. No veins for me. A seven. Suckers. 22. Let's see, 16 damage to Juniper uh, and Treyan, who are the only ones who get hit by this. Uh, like, veins are just, like, whipping around now, just trying to, with the pure speed, like, rip you open like a whip. Um, and she is, uh, you know, extending in every direction all of her arteries and wriggling frantically. Uh, that was at the end of the order. Now we're back to Zana's turn. Uh, oh, I, I, I shouldn't have stopped to interrupt you, but I need to take damage because I didn't deal with the with the with laser's tail. Well, now, now that was at the end of the order. This is Zana's turn. On Zana's turn, she does phantasmal oh. force damage on you. So, uh. Juniper, the uh, snake head bites you for three damage, like looking at you, uh, and you know you can hear the laser tail voice just being like, <laughs> "We could have been friends," <laughs> as it <laughs> sinks its fangs into your hand. Um, and then yep. the Zana bloody mass, which is still just barfing out huge demons, like muscular red men with giant horns and cloven hooves carrying, uh, you know, so- silver swords. Uh, she is going to pull her flesh kind of together into a Zana shape and stand over Piccolo with the rapier and look down at you and say, you know, I don't really love the aesthetic of this place you built, but I feel like we can turn that into a blood waterfall and that we can kind of make a a tree where we hang heads from, you know, we can hang people from that tree. And I feel like those will make a really nice kind of accent. So I can work with this. You're just copying my idea, hanging head from my tree branches. Have an original idea. 
Listening to your speech there, I've realized exactly what spell I need to use on my next turn. <laughs> uh, Piccolo, okay, you, shut you the hell up. You're laughing kind of on the ground, like chuckling to yourself. It's, uh, you know, uh, kind of keeping you from standing. 24 and crit. Oh, my lord. So you hit me for 30 or? I haven't rolled damage yet. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, because you have advantage. Okay. Mm hmm. What was the 16? Holy shit, look at all of those ones. Uh, so she's standing over you. She crits while you're prone. It looks like she's just going to impale you like through the head or heart. Uh, but you only take 22 damage as the rapier like skips off your bark at a weird angle. Uh, so I think I only take 11 though, right? That is true. Okay, and then I get to have two wisdom saving throws because she hit me just now. <laughs> yes, because of your hideous right. laughter. Mm-hmm. So hold on. Ah, uh, thirteen. Nope, that is not good enough. All right. Yeah, that that could have really woken you up out of it and been bad. She so was like trying to execute you. I didn't mean to roll that well. That was that was sick. Uh, but just just <laughs> one one two two one. Look at these rolls on the damage are just garbage. Mm -hmm. I'm really gonna need some pussy juice soon, for real. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we are back to Korvok Greenwielder. Uh, can I get a death saving throw? Um, wait, how do I, how do we do that? Uh, okay, death saves, um, roll, I roll an 18. All right, that succeeds, so one out of three successes. Ooh. Um, what is, Ooh. what kind of, um, consequence are you thinking for this? So, like, Fortunato's just kind of draining your juices from your unconscious body. Mm. Uh, he just, like, thrust a, a gooey tendril in, through your skin and is just drinking you like a Capri Sun. Right. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, how, how is this going to affect you if you live through it? Um, I mean, like, I feel like if anything, it'd be the type of thing where it's like he becomes like one of those like survivalist guys who's like has like 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 covered in like tactical stuff and is like, um, you know, like uh, like think like you know like his like doomsday prepper survival stash is just like a bunch of like um, teriyaki um, uh, jerky and like Mountain Dew. This is more revealing about you psychologically, yeah. Sam, that you think every time someone gets hit, their personality changes. <laughs> yeah, does that not happen to everyone yeah. else? Um, <laughs> uh, anytime I've been, I've been hit five times, and every time it's changed me for the worse. Um, um, no, uh, okay, so yeah, no, like, um, I guess, hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, but... Uh, uh, He's, well, yeah, actually, no, I know exactly what this is. So he, this is this is like causing character development of no longer believing that like um, starting fires should be met with like summary execution. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> now he's died and he knows that that's that that sucks. Have you sucked? <laughs> did you suck the death penalty out of him? <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Um, <laughs> you ever get sucked you so taught good, me you... something today. I don't want to die. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have to admit, uh, I've I've been sucked so good. I had character development before. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that that I mean that, that that's how uh, I that see that. Ride. That was a <laughs> that was a roller coaster of a fraction of a second there. <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's that meme of like the like the two paths, the like uh like castle, like the like the like spooky castle, and like the nice place, and uh yeah, it's a, a doomsday prepper or doesn't believe in the death penalty anymore. Oh my god! All right, it is Piccolo's turn. 
Okay, I do a wisdom saving throw now. Mm-hmm. 18. You're good. I stop laughing and I go, it wasn't even that funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's at the end of your turn. Uh, Zana standing over you, kind of a fleshy Oh, play. I lost my turn? Yeah. This is bullshit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry about the rules of the game we're playing. And she says, thank you. You should be. She says, I'm bloody hilarious. And 22 stabs you right in the chest. Is that to hit? Doesn't she have to roll to hit? Okay. 14 damage. The first roll is an attack. The second is a damage. <laughs> okay. I just was like, she hits you. And I was like, okay. So a seven, right? Or Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Tran. Uh, Tran is going to try to deal with Zana now and goes after her. Um, Reminding you, you, yeah, you get advantage from, from my, my, my bolt. Yep, here we go. Uh, so. Pussy juice. First attack is 22. Hell yeah. Uh, half of this damage will be uh, used to heal little boy justice. So that is, uh, uh, that is three damage to Zana, three healing to little boy justice. So they're no longer dying. So dehydrated. All right, your eyes flutter open. You see Fortunato smiling, their gooey face uh, under the gingerbread. And she just says, like, God damn it, go back to sleep. I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm trying to get that, you know, the sediment at the bottom. <laughs> uh, second attack to second attack on Zana, 27. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that's going to be 11 lightning damage. Action surge um, now. Oh, my Lord. Uh, 21. Holy shit. Uh, that is, well, gosh, that was a 16. It rolled over in D, uh, D, B Beyond, but it was a 16 there. Uh, lightning damage, 27. Oh, this is uh, it, folks. Uh, let me get there. That's another 12. I didn't get a chance to get back around to my turn where I was going to cast silence on her. The only thing worse than dealing her damage. Uh, then I'm going to use a key to do the flurry of blows. 29. Okay, now Another we're just showing off. 13 and uh, 17. Does that miss? Uh, 17 does miss, yeah. Okay, so the so train does miss with one. So that's a total of uh, 3, 14, 30, 42, um, 55 lightning damage on Zana. So you deplete her hit points. So what happens is you go in with P2 and you do some like flipping monk style stuff. And she is a gifted fencer, but she is not a lifelong martial artist in the same way. So she holds her own for a bit, but then you start, you know, running circles around her, uh, pirouetting and, uh, you know, doing mm-hmm. feints and so forth. And you're just slashing, slashing, slashing through her veins and arteries. And then with one like fluid movement, you cut her nearly clean in half and you see the, f- the bloody, you know, organs fall all away, revealing the doll within. Um, and her voice c- rings out to you all. She just says, come on, I was just kidding. It was just a joke. You can't, you all are so, you, you can't take a joke. You take everything so seriously. I'm just messing around. Uh, a trend will see this sort of like bow and jester towards Juniper as sort of like your wait, move. That was, wait, that was, that was just a joke. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm just, just, it's my birthday. I'm Whoa. a little birthday girl. Maybe, maybe we've like, maybe we've misjudged. Her <laughs> Juniper cast silence. 
All right, Jennifer, you use your turn to silent Zana. So she's just like, I was just, this is just a little prank. It's not safe. And then she cuts out. And, uh, you know, Cor- uh, Little Boy Justice, you're just, you have three HP and you're laying on top of Fortunato. So, I mean, if anything, that goes us back to, I mean, Piccolo, you see uh, Zana's main body flayed open, revealing the doll within. Oh, um, I take Peter's head and I show it to her and I say, you see this? Because he had friends, he's going to live. You don't have any friends. So this is it for you. There's no second chances. And then should I roll or should I just stab? I, you have a million attacks. I can't imagine. It just <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm going to roll then. <laughs> 31! <laughs> 17! Crit! Oh, crit! Oh, shit! Crit. Okay! Okay, 32. I'm gonna roll all of these. Oh, uh, shit! Okay, okay. Uh, that's D12 one, plus two, That's 5d12? Okay. Alright, full 5d12. Plus how many? Uh, how much? How much am I? Okay, plus forty-four. Plus right? no, plus thirty-three. It's, no, no, seventeen. Seventeen hits, right? No, five, seventeen misses. Does seventeen hit Austin? Does a seventeen hit? No. Okay. Oh, okay, so, it's, so that's five d four. Five d twelve plus thirty-three is the damage. Shouldn't it be? be oh yeah, you're right. Five d twelve plus thirty-three. All right. Hopefully this hits. And I just. <laughs> just 69 damage, nice, nice. You didn't kill Zana with 69 damage. Yes, I did. did. I killed Zana with 69 damage. (laughs) (laughs) You have no friends, and I just slash her apart. She doesn't even get to finish her final words. Yeah, she was she was trying to do a weasel her way out, and you cast silence on her, Juniper, so she doesn't even get any final words. Yeah. Uh. Austin, Austin, thank you for not letting my eleven in initiative just skip us over the fight. You're right, this was better. Uh, <laughs> perfect sequence there too, just the perfect sequence. Oh, amazing! Uh, so the phantasmal force menacing Juniper dissipates. Uh, Ju- uh, Walter's eyes roll back to normal and stop glowing, and they look around and say, "Oh." How did I get here? Did I win? Yes, I won. <laughs> Podium. Here I come. <laughs> they start looking around for like a trophy or something. Yeah, you definitely won. You definitely weren't fighting for the enemy, being being a big scary bat. You would. You were such a hero. You probably like couldn't handle remembering how cool a hero you were. <laughs> Thank you, Juniper. You must have got second place, of course. Walter grabs your hand. Treyan, I assume third. Let us yes on on this bar right here. We stand up. We take bow. Correct. Wonderful. Ju- Juniper's not even going to correct uh, correct Walter on that. Uh, <laughs> that. Second place is better than I think most people would have given Juniper in that fight. <laughs> uh, train what train train was the third to uh, from last to acting, so third place is appropriate for Train. I think so. Yes, uh, Train just sort of goes along and entertains Walter's uh, uh, grandiose uh, flourishing here. <laughs> Pants for Pets LLC wins the race for the future of Arabella. Now, what do you do with those who have died and those who remain? Um, I will say as you all kind of walk out of the ruined reliquary, it starts 
reassembling. All the walls pop back up, the ceiling, you know, falls back on, and Red's body kind of gets sucked up into the casket where it it will wait for, you know, the person to absorb her body part. And you see actually like the remaining body part is her one Cyclops eye. Well, Tran can, you know, turn on the, the, the dragon wings and go out and just sort of like help with the the actually, no, better. Train will look to Walter and be like Hey, you want to see who can take up? You want to see who can take up more of those demons first? Wait, 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 wait! No, I, I want, I, I, like, I mean, I, my, my, my near death experience has like taught me, you know, the value of like, um, not, we, 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 we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, kill people even if you know they start a fire, um, and so, um, uh, I, I like, I, 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 th- I think that like, um, as, like, um. As little boy justice, like is like his character is, is is sort of him like manning the uh uh menacing gothic spire of the fire station, and he's going to offer the demons jobs there as firefighters. Uh, demons, the demons are like we love fire. Uh, um, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that 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 that's the, that's the like. Uh, I mean, listen, they they they. You, you can you can you can learn you can learn to uh, change and become a firefighter a, a, mm-hmm. as I have changed. Or uh, I mean, I guess you can you can fight these two guys. Speaking of fighting, Fortunato stands up behind you. The gingerbread armor cracked, revealing their face beneath it. Uh, but then they force a you know a stream of their goo through the arm of the gingerbread armor, kind of making a goo sword out of one of their arms. And they say, we haven't finished yet. Um, I, I, okay, yeah. I, I, well, I, th- I, think that the, I think that the dying ki- uh, could uh, uh, have, done, have d- done the equivalent of a bonk on the head. Uh, what is death if not the ultimate bonk on the noggin? <laughs> um, and so he, like... I, I I think that he he does sort of wake up from being little boy justice to just going back to being Korvok, and I don't think this is going to change the fact that there's like multiple people who are like playing to murder him. <laughs> but um, yeah, his, like I mean, I, like his 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 plan or I guess intention here is uh keeping those maps, but not to like take them back, but instead to use them for the fire fight, like the fire station to like for him to become the new um dark justice, but fire edition that is just uh just just a, a firefighter um with like a menacing gothic lair. So at this point, everyone is, you know, gathered around the reliquary, hashing out their things. The last big question is, what's going to happen with Vimble's maps? You're saying you're going to keep them and stay here and become like the fire chief of the new ecosystem. Yeah, fire justice. Fire justice. At which point someone finally makes their presence known uh, coming out. Uh, from uh, you know the sh- basically the the distance they're watching from, and it is Sid, the elf bard, who is she's riding on her her deer made of desserts, the sweetheart, um, and she has a pen and a, you know a quill and a paper, and she's writing down everything. She was just transcribing the events of the final battle for her. For you literally her. didn't help at all. Why? Uh, that's not my job, dear. I'm the, I'm the artist, and you're the brute, and you got. 
the final swing in there, but I think it's more interesting if it was the one-footed hero, you know? she. I feel like she had more kind of going on there. Hell yeah, I'm cool. All right. I mean, okay. Cool You're kind of fake and lazy. Well, I like, hey, hey, fake and lazy is cool when it's in my favor. Uh, I... Well, when we, when I stage the play here, and she looks around at like the mostly plant-based uh, ecosystem, for a treant and leshy audience, you'll be the hero, obviously. But for most mammalian demographics, I feel like Juniper is the obvious lead. Hold on, I'm rolling intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> That was racist. Oh, I didn't. Know. <laughs> oh, well, do you, do you want to go pick up the foot and throw it at her so you can? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm picking up the throat and throwing it at her. Uh, you got a nine in the intimidation. Sid is just. She doesn't think of herself as racist. She's just doing demographic work that all. No one ever does. Companies. No do. one ever does. <laughs> yeah. She's, but she gets hit with the foot, right? I think you can bonk her with it like in a comedic way, but she is already kind of turning her animal around and saying, "Well, thank you for the well of resurrection. I want to go." get my friends' body parts and bring them here, and then I'm going to go home. Um, so if anybody has anything they want to add to your characterization, now's the time to kind of let me know. Uh, Just pick me yeah. as an anime cool guy. Uh, I was I was, um, I was, was very confident and brave the whole time and ready for adventure from moment one and never <laughs> doubted myself at any point in this journey. She writes that down. I just want to make it very clear that I have never once been bonked on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, actually, that's just actually, not me. Oh, actually, I take, I take it back. Having to have the journey from being scared of the... And refusing the... It's the three-act structure. I refused the call to adventure and then did the call to adventure. Uh, like that, That's an arc, right? I love that. She's writing furiously. Can I, can I like, pickpocket? I just want to mess with her. She's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you chopped her friends into fucking confetti. <laughs> you already fucked with her. All right. All right. All right. I guess no, she's okay. They're going to be alive. It's fine. I mean, she didn't know it was going to turn out that way until now, but yes, now they will be. Well, maybe she shouldn't have bestowed sentient life willy nilly. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how Tran would frame, frame the situation because the big thing that like kind of happened and all that was the realization that Trin doesn't actually need to save his friends' lives because uh, uh, they're not dead in the first place. So that's just sort of, Trin is just sort of confused over um, uh, a little bit over like, hmm, well, like there's, I think it got most of my character when we were working back in the mind biome there, Sid, unless there's, yeah, I think you, I'll have your stuff kind of be uh, prequel uh, vignettes, like sprinkled throughout mm, the main mm. story to add like that flavor sounds, and t- context. That sounds like, that's that sounds like a good idea. Maybe add in a a bit of dramatic irony where I think something, but it's wrong actually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, you yeah. dr- drive for revenge, but it's based on a mm. misunderstanding. That's juicy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I th- I think- Make sure to not forget my dodo. 
<laughs> I mean, we're going to sell plushies. Obviously. Tell everyone I can do cool kung fu. Remember me <laughs> as someone who was well-liked and and, no, and, and known for uh, a, a, a ride charm and, uh, uh, and, and and would help people out. And, you know, really just like um, uh, j- just just a cool guy who, who taught us all a lot about friendship and learned something himself along the way, too. <laughs> uh, Juniper, like, sidles over and just whispers in her ear. Uh, at this at this point uh they are hopelessly outnumbered fortunato is just going to saddle up on their brian and uh leave with sid uh you know presumably nursing a grudge i don't we're not going to see it this season but it's like oh if there this ecosystem is going to have enemies in the future if there's going to be like you know invasions or war or whatever it's like fortunato is going to go light that fire right now oh, oh my god this is actually this is per- this is the perfect thing that is kind of the thing that like little boy justice wanted in his like perfect world is a reoccurring villain to like do battle with oh no <laughs> hold on wait a second uh, my baby has become a villain. Uh. This is the second. This is the second time a uh, derivative of slime no. became a villain. That's exactly what I've always wanted. I, I don't know if a villain. Fortunato's right. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> So then uh, Piccolo just fucking pencils down to the bottom of the ecosystem because uh, plants can actually be okay in water, and it's fine. I have a lot of plants. They just grow in water. (laughs) And kind of looks at the head, throws it in to see what happens. It floats down really slow for a long time because it's underwater. Kind of sits there. What happens when the... do I make that? What what happens when we put the well in? It, I think that's all, that's, for, that's for us to decide. We describe how it works, right? Because we made it. Oh, right. This, this okay. is our yeah. This is both our biome and our epilogue. So you could just say what it does, and it works that way. I think the way we described it last episode is there, at the bottom of the ocean. There's just this deep dark hole that goes on forever, and you throw something into it, and then someone swims back out. Yeah. And I, 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 su- I, I suspect that probably you have to go down to throw it in in the hole because, like, if you're at the surface and just drop a head, you've got no guarantee it's going to land in the right spot when it gets heads, to the bottom. Heads are buoyant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta swim down with that thing. So Piccolo throws Peter's head down into the abyss, waits, waits because it's it's deep, right? And then suddenly there's a huge bright light and it does a beam up. Like, all the way up. And you can probably see it from all around. Arabella, so everyone goes, oh, someone respawned, you know? Um, and then Peter kind of just swims up, playing his playing his little, like, little instruments, hanging out. Just doot-doot-doot-doot. I like the thought he's he's playing his instruments while he swims up from the bottom of the ocean. She's <laughs> like, I've wasted too much time. I gotta, I gotta doot-doot-doot. Well, it's just chill vibes, you know. Yeah. The fish come by and they're like, "Whoa, this is," or you know, the the water birds or whatever just down there. They're like, "Whoa, this is a chill vibe." Comes up, Peter just vibing, 
spends the rest of his days making friends, making people get along, being a good mediator. Probably, ooh, just the Lance therapist or that. No, mediator, <laughs> not a good therapist. Just really good at like making peace deals and mediating. And then Piccolo um, decides to find a nice little spot of this new biome and plants his, his roots and goes to sleep until somebody needs help again. And also, um, wherever you guys pooped, the cherry babies, you know, there's a tree growing there. But we can't give it sentience because Austin said no. But <laughs> they're very uh, <laughs> Oh, gosh. We'll, we'll, we'll have two rival groups. We have the cherry trees and the Fortunatos as two rival groups. Also, um, Peter goes back to the love bugs to get his, his soul bond. And they're so excited, extremely happy. They jump all over him, causing huge lacerations. But Peter doesn't stop them because it's how they love. Um, gets his buddy. They go on adventures. <laughs> I was going to have it so like Piccolo went and got all the friends of Peter and they went on a quest together. But you can just jump down. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you had to do a whole thing. Like answer some riddles or like... <laughs> fight an underwater snake mm-hmm. you just jump down <laughs> I mean you you can make that cannon now did you have to fight a cool snake on the way down oh yeah I also had to fight like this underwater giant snake but then right before you kill it you find out you can't kill it and you have to answer three riddles uh, what, what, what but the, the riddles? riddles are actually tests for your morality because there's actually no wrong right answer to the riddles because secretly it's a test about who you are as a person mm-hmm. see if you're worthy mm. uh, so this is <laughs> this is a naturally occurring riddle snake <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a giant huge like one mile long silvery iridescent rainbow snake that you fight but as soon as you're done fighting there are more you can't actually kill them you have to solve their riddles three but the riddles are actually just test morality can can i can i like throw a little suggestion on this riddle snake this yeah. is my little suggestion here i like the thought that the riddle snake's riddles are perhaps just um jokes that very young children have written <laughs> as as compiled by kids write jokes yep. yeah yeah no, no the, the the snake is like why do security guards feel exhausted and weary guarding the Big Ben clock tower? Because they're all working around the clock. <laughs> oh no, that's far too, far too good of a riddle. Let me give you an example of a riddle the <laughs> yes, riddle snake these are so tell. good. I'll love it. Do it. Right. Why did the goose cross the road? I don't know. Because he is a goose, and they do that sometimes. <laughs> that's, that, that is a good <laughs> riddle. That is a good one. Um, yeah, uh, or this one. A monkey danced. Why? Because they wanted to? No, to impress girls. Oh, right. <laughs> sure, okay. sure. So if you get those answers right, that means you're pure of heart. And you can... <laughs> or, oh, wait. These are the, like, little kids. Like my, I think the best one of those is um, uh, what's ugly but happy? <laughs> what? A frog. <laughs> I, my my favorite one of these will always be simply in all caps. Can you fart? Do it now. <laughs> Is that the- one of the questions? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you describe this as a silvery rainbow snake? Is that the rainbow of silver shades? Is that what you meant? Or no, no, no. no. 
So it's a big silver underwater snake. But as like the light hits it, the light is rainbowy, you know? Ah, okay. When something's yeah. like hollow. Ir- iridescent silver. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I do like the riddle snake. Yeah, if you want to add a whole quest aspect to this, like I said, this is like a future season thing. So you're just, you're committing me to the riddle snake in the future. Uh, anything else you want to curse me with? Uh, Anybody else want to add a, a like a little barrier, to, like a challenge to making, okay, if we're fighting the riddle snake, the the cuddle bug allies are with us because ants can make bubbles underwater <laughs> so that they can breathe. Uh, the lo- the location of the hole kind of moves every now and then. You got to go. You got to find. Oh yeah, it. because because mm-hmm. the light puts. Okay, every time it, it, you resurrect someone, it moves. How about that? Because yeah. the light. Gives oh, and so the so position. so so it's like where the star is on like Mario Party. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so so basically, yeah. So it's like Mario Party. But in, and we become the superstar. You get someone resurrected, and so, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and also th- that means that there's going to be tedious mini games we have to do that have nothing that have nothing to do with anything. Perfect. Ooh, yeah, tedious mini games. I hate when the the silvery riddle snake comes and steals all my coins. I won every mini game. I should not be in third place, riddle snake. This game's mm-hmm. bullshit. No, the riddle snake comes to someone else and asks, "Who do you want to steal the coins from?" Uh-huh. And they pick you, and then you feel like everything has been betrayed. You 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 get there at the same time as some other people, and it's like, cool. We got to hand out some bonus stars to see who actually gets to revive their friend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Korvok, having has near-death experiences, he realizes, yeah, like, killing is wrong, and but that he has found his calling as a firefighter. And so he, he uh, makes the treacherous journey up, up, up the twisting, uh, like, uh, staircases of the spire and through its many trials, and eventually fights his way up and sol- through, like, solving riddles, and um, there's a couple, like... Um, like puzzle, like platforming levels, um, and uh, yeah, like like being some he he like rises up and uh, takes up the um, uh, mangled um, and uh, um, uh, like dark and hideous throne of the head firefighter. Um, Why is there so and... many riddles? Why is this a riddle based ecology? <laughs> well, then, sorry, I said riddles. It's it, it is it is just like um like uh platforming puzzle like <laughs> like levels. You know, like it's it yeah. It it's you've you've solved my platforming riddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a lot of just like get to the thing in time to like switch it so it's like matches up and everything is like the right thing in time to like ring a bell stuff like that. The silvery rainbow riddle snake can fly, and it's just like, ooh, there's some riddles up here, too. (laughs) 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 Fucking trying Um, to take a piss in this fucking biome, and there's a fucking snake trying to ask you why things cross the road. That's not a riddle. That's just just to make sure people don't pee in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get anything done around here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, so, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Korvok will, like, um, ascend the throne to the uh, highest rank of fire captain and 
uh, uh, take up the mantle of fire justice where he will um uh lead the uh lead his fellow like firefighters um as we like um uh in their like mysterious and uh occult uh machinations while fighting fires uh across the biome they can uh like through like magical devices see into any home and are watching everyone at all times or can be at least you know it's it's the panopticon um but good and (laughs) why didn't you just kill him you could have killed him i gave you so many chances I, I I listen. I was I I thought that the near death thing was like an opportunity for for a final character change. So that's why I <laughs> he held. Was, he was me going. You 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 learned that uh, the death penalty is bad. Maybe you won't build a panopticon. He doesn't kill anyone. And he's fight. He's just he's just fighting fires. He just is a dark and mysterious entity who is you know. Yeah, but like it's still a. Uh, it still sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, fires are terrifying, and so firefighters need to make themselves terrifying. It gives us a fun enemy for a future season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I am, like, yeah, like, I, I'm fine with it. these. This is just a, uh, a, the the enemy are just occult, like, mysterious uh, firefighters who you know, are genuinely trying to put out fires, but also just have their dark machinations as well. Alright. Should I talk about I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Juniper's post post credits epilogue. I'm I'm just gonna come in and say a thing. Um, so I think Juniper's first question is how uh, Gail feels about staying up here. That's a great question. Uh, her whole journey was predicated on helping uh, you know the harpies back home. Uh, so she is obviously conflicted. If you're staying, I assume you're staying. I think Juniper's plan is to stay. Um, I think uh, now that this is all finally stopped, there is just too much up here that she wants to see, and she wants to be around to protect it in case, you know, stuff gets over-harvested, or people come up here and try and ruin stuff. She wants to be here to study and to protect and to to nurture what, what is here. Yeah, it's a it's a real dilemma. This is a, a classic relationship problem. Moving for the new job, yeah. um, ah, I, I can see this going either way. My my gut reaction here is that ultimately Buddy is going to be the one who goes back. He is like, I have all this, mm. all these uh, you know reports on animals. I'm going to go be rich and famous. Um, I guess I won't try to take Juniper's research or Vimble's maps. Things that at the end he was you know uh, tempted to try to steal the credit for, but ultimately. Uh, talked out of that by Piccolo. So I think he goes back and says, you know, Gail, give me your weather data. I'll publish it under your name and, you know, use the, you know, fame and money for your family and tell them that you're up here. And I think that could be the thing where Gail could stay. Yeah, I, I, I think the pitch that Juniper makes to Gail is, hey, what if we went around as like a little double act and like, 
we're researching our various things side by side. So like, I'm I'm learning about the plants. You're learning about the weather. Maybe we learn about how the weather and the plants interact. That that's a thing we could do together. And then the second anyone shows up to either fuck with the weather cycle or the plants, oh oh, you're gonna have to mess with us now. We're gonna kick your ass and or teach you about the ecological systems up here if you're open to learning. Or kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is, uh, you know, interested in the weather up here. There's the vibe storm of the new ecosystem that she'll be the first one to ever uh, see and uh, research. So that that's definitely cool. Is the place you created like your home or is that just one of the many places up here that you study and then leave? I think that Juniper, if she was going to settle down anywhere, it would be here in this biome we've made. If for no other reason than I think she would like to set up a stockpile of just like grass clippings and cuttings and seedlings of various plants from the various other biomes, so that should we get into a situation where some plant has been like harvested to extinction, she is in a place that is well suited to nurturing up a new sapling or worst case scenario bringing a plant down into the hole at the bottom of the ocean behind the riddle snake <laughs> uh, to to get a new sapling that can be planted to try and un undo the damage. Yeah, I'm looking at the list of characters here. We know Piccolo said that he put roots down and kind of goes into a deep sleep. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Laser obviously is going to set up the farm here uh, and bring his followers, but I, I don't know that anyone else... Uh, wants to stay here at the edge of the world so far from everyone else. There's very, very few people here right now, so I can definitely see everyone else leaving. Yeah. I think for Juniper, this is a place where it's like, I have something set up here so I can come back and there is somewhere that feels stable. But, yeah, I think Ju Juniper and Gale generally are just traveling the world, coming back when they need something or they need to stop for a bit, but generally they're just bouncing around this new world, seeing what there is to see. Yeah, the biggest populations are the halfling Duma cult and the d demonic fire department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way, the way I'd see the fire department is like, people might like like start like a fire like camping and then notice like hooded figures gathering uh, like around them and like like hiding in the bushes watching look as much as i might have a problem with um with with your new panopticon if you could let juniper know if there's a raging wildfire somewhere that she's going to need to re reforest that would oh, yeah. be helpful <laughs> No, like, it, I mean, it'll be like a cryptic message appears in, like, um, uh, like, ash written, like, on, like, the, like, wall of, like, you know, a, a building or something like that, but yeah. I've, I've, I've got an idea. Before Piccolo settles down to, to go sleep until needed, I think Juniper would like to get in a conversation with them. Um, so I, I, th I think Juniper's gonna, gonna come over and just say, uh, hey, so... I, I know that you, you gave us seeds to consume, and I'm sure they will get out into the world somewhere, somehow, but, like, do you want me to, like, be a bit more serious about that? Like, do you want me to go and take a bunch of your seeds and plant them somewhere? You know, I 
I'm just following my instincts, and it's like wherever the poop falls. But I, now that I think about it, maybe, maybe they'd be happy together in some sort of grove. Maybe can you poop? Can you poop into a, like into a, some sort of grouping? Yeah, they can be together. Like, do you, do you, do you want me to like take more seeds and have more than just the one I've currently eaten? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Here's here's a whole bunch. I just shake my head and a bunch of cherries fall down. Well, how's about this? I don't know where they'll go, but I'll trust that when I find the right place, I'll know. Just make sure that there's a any sort of fungus. They need fungus? the fungus to talk to each other. Okay, I'll make sure it's near fungus. I will find a place that's right for them. And they need sun and water yeah. and nutrients. Yeah, I'll I'll... How about this? I'll leave a note somewhere near you, so when you wake up, you'll know where to go check on them. Can you just nail it into me? It's fine. <laughs> I am a tree. So I don't want it to fly away. I, I will nail a little note into you that tells you where to go check for, for how... Because I don't know how long you're planning to be planning to be resting, but if I'm not, a, if I'm not around to show you where it is, I'll, I'll make sure you know where to go check. I kind of had this idea where I would be like this slumbering thing and maybe an adventurer would need help or something and I could I could come alive if they prove their self <laughs> these riddles three I thought that would be cool <laughs> yeah, if, if they if they if they prove themselves to be like a radical dude or cool or made a funny joke like I could join them and help them on their quest for a little bit. I don't know. I thought no, it'd be cool. No, I like the idea a lot. Yeah, you I don't will... think it's dumb? No, I don't think it's dumb oh, at okay. all. I will make sure that when that time comes and when you wake up, there's a little note on you that tells you where to go look for a, a bunch of a bunch of bunch of little trees. Okay, please make the note out of skin. Jesus. It really freaks me out when people use uh, tree skin. It freaks me out. If you could use uh, flesh, that'd be better for me i will i will research what options i have available if there's anyone already doing leather work up here i'll i'll give them a shout but just anything that's not not plant matter it just it freaks me out yeah no no i i get i get that skin freaks me out but i'll try and find a happy medium <clears throat> Piccolo gets accosted by that giant flying riddle snake. Like, you trying to muscle into my riddle turf, bro? You trying to tell riddles three no, to no. adventurers in my in my domain? No, no, they just gotta they just gotta they gotta prove themselves worthy. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't have to be riddles. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, giant riddle snake. <laughs> Snake's literally a mile long. Ah! <laughs> The riddle snake gets all up in your face and just starts shouting, A girl is twice as old as her brother and half as old as her father. In 50 years, her brother will be half as old as her father. How old is the daughter now? <laughs> no! I don't know math! I'm a tree! 50 years old. Yeah, riddle snake's like, that's what I fucking thought. And like... <laughs> whereas like there's one gang of riddle snakes that like carries sudoku around there's another that has like mazes and it's like their gang uh colors <laughs> <laughs> bring a sudoku in my neighborhood see how see how it works out yeah. 
they they wake you up in the future and you just tell them the secret is that both of the people guarding the resurrection hold they both tell lies even though they say that one tells the truth and one lies they're, they're both oh, liars. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll I'll also know I'll I'll know some good secrets about like the creation of this world and how to get to the thingy. Like, all right, I know I'll know ancient secrets. You know, that'd be cool. Because <laughs> I'm a tree. Juniper, I think, uh, the the only other uh, scene I can think of that might be of some, um, uh, might be of interest possibly, is Juniper might come chat to Trayan before we all go our various separate ways, um, just to go, uh, we've not really had time to slow down uh, since we met. Thank you for having our backs, even when it seemed like, like, it probably seemed for a bit from your side like we'd sided with people who killed your friends. And I appreciate you taking the, I've said this to a few people up here, I feel like the bar is so low it's below the ground, but thank you for, like, stopping and listening and giving us a chance to tell you what was happening. Yeah, in retrospect, uh, I don't even need the whole resurrection thing anymore in this biome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that that's I'm glad that that's the the, the case. Uh, on that note, uh, you, you're planning on staying up here, aren't you? I, I yeah, that's that's the plan. Well. If it means anything, uh, I, I got these friends, and one of them, uh, her name's Gladys, she, uh, I think she's figured out a way how to replicate the reliquary items and stuff. I don't know if she necessarily comes to any, any conclusions, but I think that there is definitely a thought of, could I have, like, a little army of plant-saving heroes who all have little pieces of Idrisil? And are therefore very good at helping all the plants. I, I, I don't know where Gladys and maybe Throg are, but Sprinkles seems to suggest that they're alive. Uh, I know that one of the things we were looking for was the dragon biome, but I never got a chance to see it before ending up in the that one like time loop biome that we were in. So yeah, but yes, I think Jun Juniper takes this on board and um, definitely has just like a little bit of a possible idea for the future. Also, I think this means that like you and Laser could probably both have a pretty cool scythe. I think that'd be a pretty nice thing to. <gasps> we could both have a pretty cool scythe. Hmm. Uh, Juniper has one other idea for a scene, and I realize that I'm monopolizing slightly here, but also I have ideas for scenes. <laughs> um, that resurrection shrine, we don't know entirely how it works. Juniper's gonna go find Laser. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we had a bit of a chat before we killed the god together. Um... Do you want a buddy to go down to that weird new hole down the bottom of the ocean with to see what it might achieve? 
I don't know what'll happen if you go in there, but if you wanted to go in there and see what would happen. I'm up, I'm up for buddy system. It is slightly unbecoming of someone of my station to, as you say, explore a strange new hole. But it does sound fun. <laughs> I mean, look, if you want to go explore strange new hole, we'll 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 explore it together. We'll we'll find out what's in there. We'll go root around. Actually, I can breathe water because I have the lungs of the god of the ocean. Can you breathe water? Um. No, but I'm sure I can work something out. Uh, I start looking at my character sheet, like, very uh, uh-huh. hurriedly. Um, what what can I do? Speak with plants? Maybe I could find a plant that would allow me to hold my breath for a really long time? Plants make oxygen when you put them underwater. They make little things. In the background, your girlfriend playing the Song of Storms. <laughs> Just making it rain on her. <laughs> she stands there playing her electric guitar full of bard spells. Uh, oh, I can, tu- I can turn into animals. I can turn into beasts. Oh, Drew. There's going to be one of them that can breathe underwater. Okay, ju- Junipers, i, I got to look at the... At the... Uh, what is what is my ability? It is the. Uh... I mean, you're you can tell me whatever animal you want. Yeah. We don't need the stats. Okay. Um. I th- I think that Juniper is is gonna become a uh, let's say a shark. I don't know if that's strictly on the list that would work. I think Juniper is gonna become a shark and be like, let. She's gonna try and say let's get going, but it's just it's just shark noises. Juniper Blahai when, IKEA. <laughs> Ikea, high our characters. We need them. Oh, uh, Ikea Canada made one in the trans flag colors. It's great. All right. You become a, you want to become a, a fucking uh, trans pride uh, Blahai and then we swim down to yeah, the bottom. Yes, so 100% that's what happens. And I, I go I go with laser down to the bottom to find out whether that's going to bring that tail back. Yeah. Um, oh, this is fascinating. So you swim all the way down. Do you answer the, the riddles three from the... Ri- <laughs> oh yeah, I answered the riddles three. Um, when the riddle snake, you look snake, in the piss mirror. When, when I look in the piss mirror, uh, when when the riddle snake says, "Can you fart? Do it now!" I do a fart. The, 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 the bubbles come. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy! Uh, and then you get down to the bottom. This so you have to go on. A, you have to search for it, right. It's like a whole quest because the hole is always moving, like a Mario Party star. Yep. And then when you get there, you uh, you know gesture with your fin that laser should enter the hole. Oh yeah, I, I I gesture to I gesture first to Laser to explain that the the truth teller and the liar they're both liars and we get past that. Then yeah, <laughs> Juniper gestures to the hole and and gestures Laser to try swimming down. Okay, so this is an interesting thing because I had an idea of what would happen if a live person entered the hole, and I was thinking it could be a plot twist two seasons from now, or like a, oh. a reveal of like, oh, this is what happens. Do we want to tease it here, or is it like laser goes in the hole and we don't find out? It's like, a, is the top spinning at the end of uh, Inception kind of thing? <laughs> what, what's in the Pulp uh, Fiction briefcase? I can go either way. They're both interesting. Well, whatever happens, the good thing happens to the tail, and I guess the twist happens to the rest of the body? I don't know if I want to reveal it, Maybe is the question. Because I know. Um, mm. I, I think we leave it as as, as a mystery. Mm-hmm. I think we leave leave it unstated, and 
a couple seasons from now, people will be able to go, ah, so that's what happened to Laser. <laughs> I hope it's probably horrible and bad. <laughs> I mean, this is what Red said: is there's always going to be conflict. There's no perfect solution. Um, if, if there were no complications and no wrinkles, I don't know that the show would continue. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we just say, and then everything was pretty chill from then on out. The end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think Juniper has faith that this will will do what is hoped for, and Laser is willing to take that chance, and we cut to black as that uh, that scene ends, and leave that unsaid. So Train will approach Walter as things are being glimpsed, like, uh, while the uh, the little Aetheropteryx is sort of bounding around Trayen, you know, just being just a great little great little guy. And Train's going to be like, saying to Walter, uh, like you said, you 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 won. So what what's your plan now after you've gotten here? Well, what is the next best competition? I can go back and tell everyone how impressive I am, but they already know. And Buddy is taking all relevant research. I don't know about that. There are still many biomes of Arabella to explore. Yeah, there is. You know, one idea I thought that would be kind of neat is that with people showing up and coming up here and such, you know, it might be fun to do something that acts as like a little bit of entertainment for the folks in the various biomes. So, you know. Entertainment? You mean like Olympics? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't know a whole lot, but I know that when I was out fighting in the tournaments and you know doing my thing, it it got people really excited and they all seemed to enjoy it. Uh, so I don't know. I think it might be fun to find some folks who are up for it. And you could you could start the Bro Olympics. Oh my god, the Olympics! Yes, okay, each biome elects a representative with a bunch of stereotypes associated with that ecosystem. Mm-hmm, and then we have mm-hmm, big tournament. Mm-hmm. This is how, instead of war, mm-hmm. we have these games, yes? And so it is like uh, the war biome and the peace biome and the life biome and the death biome, and they punch each other to determine who is best. Even it, you wouldn't have to call them representative. They could be rep bro sensitives. <laughs> well, I, I, that's well. That was like one of the ideas that I had. It's not a. I'm not sure how good of an idea it is, but I figured that you know, when I, when I was over at the beach, people seemed to really like having entertainment when I was just dancing around with the fires and stuff. So uh, I think trying to do more to make people happy you know entertainment always kind of helps uh, and who knows you know uh, uh, us doing our best to uh, you know compete or any other thing I think that'd be kind of fun so what do you think Walter I think we have we have created the Pro Olympics. It is going to be a kind of game, and maybe the winner gets some kind of uh, delicious food, like a I don't know a squid. Yes, it's some kind of squid game. You see, uh, and I know how this is going to go. well, this is going to work out great. After, <laughs> I will say that after dealing with uh, 
the Abolith for as long as I did. I'm not really fond of Squid in the immediate, but I think the idea has merit. Um, we are doing a G Gundam mm. season in the future. G Gundam just got invented. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but like betrayed, like you know, does like the 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 the, the handshake gesture, um, and like. You know, they like do the, the 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 bro handshake that doesn't where they their fists are up in the air and like camera pans up and then there's a bunch of plant birds flying above them as it goes to the sun it gets blindingly up right before the title screen shows up for that season uh cut two years later <laughs> yeah I mean there's a lot of things I want to cut to right yeah 500 years in the future giant robots from the different biomes punching each other uh, and then the devil shows up and they put a hole in him with the power of love I was thinking is possibly get Chad to be resurrected to have then be part of the Brolympics <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that do you need hmm? do, you, do you want peter just to be walking down the, down the road just jump onto that or i i guess if peter's walking along peter might offhandedly hear tran chatting with someone and mentioning you know i might want to go back to the war biome see if i could find that chad person you know they got blown up and you know, they're pretty fun oh. to talk with and Whoa, 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 whoa. I, uh, I knew that Chad guy. Mm -hmm. Not good vibes. I'm just going to let you know. We grew up together. Mm -mm. I mean, we both had to kill people and like, cause horrible chaos and destruction, but I didn't like it, and Chad did. Are you sure you want to bring back a problem? I'm just putting it out there. I can't force him to do anything. But I strongly suggest you let Chad be dead. Uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, all my only experience was fighting Chad the one time, and and honestly, they were pretty polite about the whole thing. Uh, you, well, we were just can can I can I just give a little bit of feedback in that he did want to bring eternal hell back to reality, to torture people forever. And I feel like if we brought Chad back, he would still feel the same way. You know, he he's not really a type of person who grows. He kind of just stays evil. I don't, th I don't think it would be fruitful to bring Chad back. That's my opinion, man. Uh, I guess it's fair. I mean, we did stop hell from coming back, so... I mean, I I guess if, you know, I was, like I said, I only met him that one time and they were kind of cool, so. Listen, man, I, I'm going to, how about we dance it out? How about we dance out our feelings and see, <laughs> see how we feel? And I do a sexy bard dance. Wait, is, yeah. this, is this like dance off to decide if Chad lives or dies or stays dead? I mean, we, we, well, you go ahead and roll your performance. <laughs> Please don't let Chad come back. I hate him so much, even though I don't really know him. In my head. 12. No! Uh, 24 from Trey N. No! Oh, no! Um, you stupid himbo! <laughs> Did you call him Trey a stupid himbo? 
I think they're both stupid himbos at this point here. Bro, if this is going to be you, you got to take responsibility. You got to get him into working out or something. Yeah, I mean, it's on you to convince this dude to not be a, a poopy head. All right? That's on you. Peter has his hands up. He's walking backwards. No, like, like, literally, just Peter, right? Listen. Yeah, yeah, it's Peter. Right. When I was proposing, like, having a thing to bring my friends back, you know, one of the reasons that we even accepted it was be- was because, you know, Piccolo and such, you know, wanted you to be back really bad. And so I guess the way I think it is that, you know, you're, you're back and you're really uh, uh, passionate about, you know, how Chad was like. And if Chad is really that bad of an influence, you know, you know, Walter and I are talking about doing some Brolympics thing, and you know, if, even in that context, Chad would not be a a, a good bro. Then, you know. Also, sorry, can can, can I just in, in, uh, it, it it also be a possible solution of um of um Korvok offering Chad a job at as a firefighter. I like that you brought up that it's weird or not weird, but it's an interesting conflict that the person against the resurrection is the person who was resurrected first. Like the whole quest was like bringing Peter back. And then the first thing Peter says on screen is like, don't bring that dude back. I'm not blaming Peter or saying Peter's wrong. I just think it's an interesting, uh, you know, uh, conflict and about the power of the well of resurrection. Right. It's like, it does help us bring back people who are heroic and good, but like, it's going to be misused. And so I think, if Chad does get brought back. Not if and- the riddle snake does their job. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's a little bit of a ladder kicker. Yeah, yeah, gatekeep. I think Trayan believing in Chad and then Chad getting hired by the ominous fire department and then just being like, I wonder how that turns out. I don't think we even have to say like, oh, Chad is actually a dick the whole time or Chad is reformed. I just think the question is like, you know, how how much it's going to be used for good or ill or, you know, a mixture of both. And, like, everyone's just going to have to live with that. Yeah, maybe Chad just needs a change of environment. Yeah. Um, like, as as you're talking about this, um, like, uh, a nearby candle blows out and oily rags are properly disposed of <laughs> as um, uh, Korvok emerges from the shadows. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh... Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is how I like enter places now, um, <laughs> and um, I, I um, like remove my cloak and say like um, um, if the demon Chad is resurrected, he can find a home in the fire tower. Also, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Things have been going really, I've been really busy at the tower, but like good busy. D- <laughs> Do you have to say that really ominously like that? Yes. I mean, uh, uh, anyways. Just make sure you say it ominously and not mysteriously, because mysteriously it is the riddle snake's vibe. <laughs> the real snake really doesn't like you muscling in. No, there's like whole guild like like rules around this stuff. I I am I I I, I some mistakes do happen sometimes. Uh, po buddy's nerfic, but like I am trying to be very clear that I'm not mysterious. I am ominous. All right. Well, in any case, I I guess in that case I'll listen. Uh, Peter, you're listen. If you want to be in on the Pro Olympics, 
you're you're in just talk with Walter and I think we'll figure out some some appropriate sort of uh uh competitions that are you know more about like you know grooving and loving and all that stuff uh but I'll all right uh, I'll well, I I just want to reserve the right if Chad doesn't act cool I get to kill Chad that's my one thing I think it's fair he did try to bring hell back Agreed, but you must enter the tower to do so. What? What? Uh, I, I, I'm going to go see if I can find bits of Chad to try and resurrect him. Then uh, I'll be right back. Good, and remember to stay away from any male male extension cables. They're dangerous. Am I so tough enough? Feels like I'm wearing down, 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 down. It's not vicious ass. Losing ground, round, 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 round. Am I taking too much? Did I cross the line? After saying his goodbye to others, uh, Tran approaches Sprinkles and basically just asks uh, or basically just talks to Sprinkles saying uh, Sprinkles sorry about well the fighting back there but I have to say thank you for well everything you've done Uh, if it's all right with you uh, it'd be really nice if we would just head over and see what Throg and Gladys are doing it's just been well a while since I've seen them and, and after discussing things with Sprinkles, um, she basically leads Trey and back through the biomes that they've been going through um, uh, using basically their own ability to fly, to navigate, or even uh, some sort of mount summoned with the hollow, with the hollow deck itself, uh, with the, with the, uh, the, 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 the hollow runner itself rather. Oh, and, oh can, can I suggest what that is? Sure. Um, it is one of those, uh, rickshaws, but it's driven by a buff rabbit. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it, I feel like Treya needs to go back with gun dragon, but go, go off on, oh. on whatever you want. A gun dragon carriage. Uh. <laughs> it's a rickshaw driven by the gun dragon. <laughs> Uh, but like yeah so with uh, basically traveling uh, the idea though yeah like Trayan was taken away from Gladys and Throg via gun dragon and now Trayan is being brought back to Throg and Gladys via gun dragon and so they pass through biomes that Trayan has gone through after the uh, the time biome then there's a veering into a new direction that had not been done before as the biomes uh, skies shift and change before finally, uh, just like was said before, when the biome shifts from uh, one of them to the dragon biome, it's immediately obvious to Treyan that this biome is the dragon biome. As they crest past that that next threshold between biomes. Uh, which then leads me to wonder, uh, so, uh, what does the dragon biome look like? <laughs> uh, I can I can take over here if that's okay. Go for it. All right. 
so the the dragon biome, I suppose, differs from uh, these these other environments in that it's not so much like a set. It's all all plains or all mountains or all savannas, etc. Um, it is a several radiating strips of uh, forests, swamps, tundras, etc., all coming out from a centralized mountain point uh, in the center. Uh, and each of these strips corresponds to a different chromatic, uh, 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 metallic, uh, all the various other true dragons that show up in the later Monster Manual editions uh, as sort of pre-built bespoke environments for them. You get variations on plants there. There are uh, trees that grow um, fruits, but inside of the fruits are uh, gem-like seeds. Uh, and over time, these fruit grow indefinitely. So the oldest of these fruit uh, have these massive gems inside. Uh, sheep with uh, golden uh, golden uh, fleeces populate the plains. Uh, uh, Silver-scaled koi swim up the streams. Uh, there are uh, uh, just wondrous treasures and prey items, even even other animals to challenge uh, young dragons and dragonborn uh, for uh, fight. Something to for them to compete against, to hone their abilities, to learn what it is to be a dominant predator, uh, to to have something to to give them challenge uh all all throughout this biome it is a a wondrous primeval uh uh thing of beauty and uh just just the it, it is grandiose is the simplest way to put it so um once I kind of breach past the sky tran is sort of like looking at all this in a bit of awe like it's almost like uh one of those idealized, uh, an idealized a prefabricated neighborhood with different sections for the different folks that with their different needs and, and like, um, and, uh, if Gladys and Throg are near each other or near, near each other doing things, they will see like a glean in the sky. And then this giant gun dragon thing flying down, uh, and just coming to a, smooth a smoother landing this time than uh the last time uh tran was riding a gun dragon and then uh they'll see sprinkles and tran hop on down off of this gun dragon uh yeah so i i was thinking about this uh sarah i i think before we implement the um what is it whatever the the this can be cut out. Uh, I th think the there Throg would have used the pickaxes to make like a centralized building or basic settlement, just carved out of stone in the earth, uh, and then have the um, the duplication method housed within there. I assume that's where we would be. You have any objection to that? I don't have any objection to that. I was thinking like some kind of like basic like settlement camp thing set up in this area. Mm. Like we could have worked on it together. Yeah. Um, I, I think the duplication method should look like a, um, essentially like a giant alchemical process to go with what, uh, um, uh, what, uh, what you've talked about. Well, maybe not an alchemical process. Did you have any ideas for what it should be before I ramble? 
like kind of based on the uh, descriptions that I had thought up of about like the form itself of like like the the little duplication station could could be like like, like I'm imagining like a, a a wire toy like a loom like something being like a big thing making like a duplicate based off of like a pattern that you give it. Mm-hmm. I almost like to think of it as like a printing machine of sorts, you know, like a printing press. Mm-hmm. Maybe we we've sort of integrated the hollow runner into like a, a 3d printer that you slide. Like there's just a port you slide a card into and uh, there's like uh, tubing and vials that come out of that, that then uh, it generates the, the duplicate at the end at a, uh, like at the end of a conveyor belt, essentially. Yeah, it. I, I like to think it has like, like wires and tubes and vials that like have like a very like, almost like, cartoonish al- alchemy mm-hmm. look to it. Uh, okay, yeah. So Trayan lands, and I think he sees these like, uh, this very basic uh, st- uh, settlement that has been set up by Throg and Gladys. Like Throg has used the pickaxe to um to shape some stone structures. Um, and I, I think just because of the nature of how he's arrived, there was no way for Throg and Gladys to not notice him from like a distance off because he's riding a giant gun dragon that nearly killed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think Trayan sees Throg and Throg is uh, walking, uh, using his uh, spear to support himself at this point. Uh, he's got a very noticeable uh, limp in his gait now. I think you'll see like Gladys like following like closely behind him like she, she she's got like 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 she's got like a like kind of like a nervous energy to her still but she's like 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 waving at Trey and like seeing that like he's jumping off of this giant dragon. Uh, Trey and like just runs on over and just gives both uh Throg and Gladys um as firm of hugs as would be responsible to give depending on <laughs> the intended target um uh Th- throg will completely reciprocate by basically lifting you off the ground in a hug and he'll say i am so sorry we could not see you sooner Trayan. uh it's uh i'm it's okay throg uh, i'm just glad that you are okay i got uh wrapped up in the race to the end of the world here. Uh, and uh, it, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I didn't have any idea that you all would be still alive after all that. Yes, I am sorry. It was a little trick I had to play with Sprinkles. It was the only way we could save the form and get out of the Abolith's control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Aboleth is dead now, so, you know, <laughs> that's a bonus. Uh, Austin, would, would Throg have felt it when the Aboleth died? Great question. No, because uh, when uh, your death was faked, the Aboleth stopped trying to connect with your mind because you were knocked unconscious. Mm-hmm. In fact, I want to um, explicitly have at this point, you know, Sprinkles climb off Gun Dragon and walk over, uh, kind of rolling a big shell in front of her from from the Gun Dragon's uh, flak cannons. And she shows it to you that it's a stun round, which she used basically to knock 
Gladys and Throg out when they were seemingly killed. And then you all kind of like, you know, f- fell to the ground with the the fly spell that was on you, landed somewhat safely. And then F- Sprinkles is like, yeah, they're dead. And so the Avaleth was like, all right, I have other things to think about. And just never tried, never called that number again. <laughs> no, never tried your to, your, to call your mental phone number. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you had no idea the Avaleth had died until just now. I, I think there's like, there's like a moment where, I don't want to say Starg's shoulders sag, but there's just like a palpable release of tension where he, where like a weight has just been lifted off his shoulders that it's something he doesn't have to care about, care about or think about or worry about anymore. And I don't even think he really says anything. There's just like a, a, a soft sigh of relief. <laughs> While this is also happening, the uh, little Archaeopteryx is like hopped out of the duffel bag. And it's just sort of like bounding about, encircling Throg and Gladys a bit. Um, for Treyan, just sort of continues like, uh, but yeah, because I thought that you two were gone. Uh, well, we, I made a, me and the others I joined up with, we made a new biome at the end of the world. And uh, well, <laughs> it's a funny thing. One of the things we try to, one of the things we added in there is a, well, a way to bring back someone who's died. I think I think Throg's eyes bug out a little bit when you say that. Oh, yeah, I think he just kind of goes, "Oh, I don't think he knows how to respond to that." Gladys is is going to be like, "It sounds like you had." A lot happened since we split ways, and I am just so glad that you're okay. I, I remember I was, I, w- I was scared, and and then I was worried, and then I was li- I was a little mad at, at, at Throg, but I I understood why this had to happen, and I'm not mad anymore, and 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 I'm just, just, it is great to see you, and and. <laughs> It's good to see you too, Gladys. And I mean, it, it, y- y- your stuff's working, right? It, it's working just like you wanted, right? Yeah, it, 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 I, I could give you a tour. It, it, it's we, we've got everything hooked up. Um, we, we're able to uh, make the duplicates. They're, they're, they're working very, very well. There was only a couple bugs here and there, but we, we, we've got it all sorted out by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sprinkle showed me some of the uh, extra pickaxes you made, and that's uh, kind of figured out that everything kind of worked out. But uh, so, what's your plan for going forward after all this? Well, it still feels like there's a lot of work to do because I can make these now. Now it's just a matter of like spreading the word and making sure that people don't all like f- flock over and like try to get like like 15 excaliburs at once and like try 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 to use this for something destructive because i i am hoping with all my heart that these will be helpful for anyone who who needs to use them to make a new life here Mm. So, I mean, are you, I guess, 
I'm staying up here in Arabella. I'm not going back to report anything to the dragons or the like, you know? I'm not sure what you two are planning on doing in that respect. I think Throg takes a deep breath and says, uh, I am going to tell them what happened up here. But I am going to make it known to them in no uncertain terms that there are things in this world that will fight back if they try to simply dominate this landscape. There is a place for us here, and they should accept that for all it is and nothing more. Sounds about sounds about the most fair way to say it. Uh, I've been, well... After we're talking with a few folks, uh, it looks like I'm going to be involved in some tournaments and stuff up here. So I'm not really going anywhere anytime soon. And you, Gladys, uh, you sticking around up here? Oh, like, cer- oh, um, like certainly. Like, I, 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 there's, there's still much, so, so much work to be done. And I, I left everything behind in, in the old world. I, I when I came up here, I was everything on my back was basically everything I had left. I, I, I sold what I could to get the supplies I needed. And I, 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 I feel like I can, I can make this place a home. I just need to work toward it. Oh, I must be clear. I do not intend to stay in the old world. I think I have found a good place to die. I mean, I know you already talked to me about this, uh, Throg, but I'm not going to be... I'm If you plan on dying, I'm not the one that's going to be putting you down, man. Especially not after all of that. No, oh, no. No, Trayan. I am, I am old. I am tired. I knew this would be my last mission, and I have completed it. All that's left is to wrap it up on the old world side and retire for the next generation. And, uh, what about Gort? You say that you have created something that can bring the dead back to life? Yeah, it's a it's a little weird. I've seen how it's worked for some others, but yeah, uh, it you got to go there's a bit of a quest and some riddles you have to solve and you have to go underwater to do it, but yeah, there is a way to bring somebody back. Um I think Throg uh, looks at his spell focus, a uh, ring of drake fangs from his last drake, uh, and he looks to Treyon and says, it looks like I have one last quest to go on for Gort then. Mind going on one more uh, <laughs> quest for uh, old time's sake, Gladys? <laughs> she, 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 she kind of laughs a little nervously, but then is like, I, I think... If I can lock up this place, like put 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 some put some lock and key on it, then I I would be more than happy to help Throg and and help reconnect with you. It it would be nice. Be before we go, Treyan, I think you do deserve something though. Uh, and he uh, Throg goes over to one of these like stone uh, buildings he's made and takes the pickaxe um, and holds it against one of them 
and activates the magic uh, to create a, a little uh, stone signet. Uh, and he takes it and holds it out to Trayan, and it says, uh, number one in the race to the end of the world. Well, I'm not sure... I'm not sure how this all thing's going to go, but the uh, only way to find out is, well, uh, might as well get going. Uh, <laughs> the sooner the better, right? Right. Right. Uh, Gl Gladys is going to, like, make make a little whistle and, like, motion, like, behind her and so, so that, like, Mac, like, comes flying out. And you can see that Mac's got, like, cute little bows, like... Some of them are on Mac, but others are just still kind of rotating around, like in their own orbit. Because because if if if, I, if, if, I, if I'm going, then like Mac's got to come with me. He he's been a very good helper. I imagine that the uh, the little Aetheropteryx like hops up and just sort of like glomps onto Mac and floats around with it for a little bit. <laughs> oh, I see you got a little new friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this <laughs> funny thing. You know that uh last time we had that fight with the the gun dragon, that was when it got the the killing blow there, so you know, he's a resourceful little guy. So but uh <laughs> Alright, well I guess it's time for Dragon Quest to get going again, huh? Uh, Throg will nod and say, uh, if you are ready to set out now, then let us. And he is going to, uh, retrieve something that he obtained from the reliquary of the, uh, the biome of dragons. Uh, and it is a cloak, uh, made out of, uh, multicolored dragon scales of all, uh, all varieties. And he's going to don it. Uh, and his uh, form will shift from that of a dragonborn into an adult gold dragon. Oh, fuck. Austin gave him too much power. <laughs> yeah, you can do anything you want during your epilogue. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the highest uh, CR creature in the monster manual that also knows magic? <laughs> it's my epilogue, and I get to become a full-fledged fucking dragon. <laughs> Look, all, all he's <laughs> intending to do is fly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I now picture like a, the like a never-ending story type energy with everyone else just like mounted on top of Throg flying across the biomes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the body part in the dragon uh, reliquary was a dungeon and, <laughs> and the item made you a dragon. And that's why they call it Dungeons and Dragons. Perfect. <laughs> um, that would make a great game. <laughs> Gladys absorbed the dungeon, obviously, into her pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, the party is able to saddle up and fly back the way they came. Sprinkles can come along with if she wishes. Um, I say that, you know, catching up and otherwise would be nice, but... Yeah, I think Sprinkles had a you know time with Throg and Gladys off screen between faking their deaths and meeting Pants for Pets LLC. So what she did 
to be clear, was go around collecting all these gems. Uh, the thing she thought to the Aboleth was, I'm collecting all these for your army, my liege. What she thought was, I'm keeping all these safe from all these colonizers. Um, and that's what we saw when we met her, was her just going around collecting gems. But now we know every once in a while she would go to the dragon biome, flap over there to check in and make sure that everything was going okay, including picking up those pickaxes for evidence of their survival. So I think if Sprinkles gets an epilogue here, um, you know, she's already been forgiven by by Gladys, who wasn't in on the plan <laughs> um, because, you know, they couldn't talk about the, the plan they made with the cards that night without alerting the Aboleth, who did not understand the subtext of the trading cards. Um, but yeah, so, you know, she can give each of you a hug, but then she pulls out all of the gems, um, including if Tran gives her uh, Trivia, uh, Mulchface, and uh, Ray. <laughs> And uh Oh yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh those are those those going back to uh Sprinkles for sure. Yeah, and so Sprinkles takes all these gems and you know opens up her bag of holding where she has dozens more and she just, you know, uh waves goodbye to all of you and she's gonna go fly off to try to find a home for them. You know, there was no new ones when the gods made Arabella, so there's no you know, gift for them. There's no answered prayer waiting. But there might be somewhere where they can all be mm -hmm. together. And so that mm -hmm. is that journey also is continuing. Uh, she takes off into the sunset on her little wings. Mm. The uh, the Dragon Quest party is able to proceed to the biome at the end of the world with various things. Uh, the description is elsewhere in the episode, but I will say to the uh, players here who haven't heard it yet, um, it's there's a lot of air plants plants floating in the air there's crystals in the air as well um it's very uh interesting because then we have the air plants uh, a lot of the structures uh, a lot of the terrain is plant focused um like actual just plants and then there's uh, the underwater areas as well and there's also plenty of plant animals which is kind of a fun touch too uh, so when uh, when they arrive to the biome, Terrain is able to point out where the effectively the well of resurrection is in the water, and the party is able to go through the uh, the trials to get to the the well of resurrection deep in the waters that's themselves. Um, and the way it works, uh, as a reminder, is that you have to throw a body part of someone in there in order to initiate the resurrection. Yeah, and Throg unclasps his um, his spell focus from his wrist and drops it into the well. Um, so I got a question for you. So like, uh, as a reminder for me, what were those fangs? Who were they for, from again? Uh, they were his original Drake that passed away uh, when his family was attacked. And that would be Gort's mm -hmm. mother. Mm. So this set of fangs sinks further in into the like the 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 dark abyss within this underwater well effectively. And then I believe after a moment the Drake just comes swimming out from it towards us 
Yeah, uh, I think this Drake um, crests the the uh, water, disoriented. It doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and for a moment, I don't even think it recognizes Throg. Uh, but as it sniffs the air for a bit, it, it realizes this is him. It's back. It doesn't have the ability to understand the context of what's happening. Um, but Throg just walks up and sort of like grabs it in a hug around its neck. Uh, and, uh, just, uh, I don't even think he says anything to it. He's just quietly, uh, consoling it for a moment before he says, there is someone you have to see. And he takes a step aside and Gort sees for the first time, uh, his actual mother. And I don't think Gort really knows what to do. He's never seen probably another one of his species before, let alone his old, um, uh, his own mother and there's some trepidation there he's he shies it's uh it, it's a new big big creature he doesn't really know what to do um but the the drake knows and it's like instincts take over and it just sort of like walks over and lies down on the ground and um <laughs> just licks at gort's face and gort's a gort's a puppy he doesn't he doesn't care as soon as he's getting affection he's happy and the the two have been reunited. And then what we cut to like X number of X amount of time later and, and Throg is what dead or something? Is that what we're gonna do at this point? <laughs> uh, no. I I I think there there is like a, a time skip and maybe it's um like another another day of work. Um uh like uh, oh I, I can suggest this. Maybe um maybe Gladys is like doing her full swing of things. And you, we like, we see her day job, uh, like managing this, um, this system, uh, this like duplication system, ironing out the details. And she goes to, uh, through like a, uh, one of the buildings and sees Throg who at this point, um, he's, he's mostly relegated to the bed. He's not, it's just old age. Everything is caught up with him for the years. His mind is still sharp, but he just physically can't keep going and says, Gladys, did I ever tell you what a guardian was in dragon lore? Uh, Gla- Gladys is going to shake her head a bit and just, I, I, I don't think you've told me that one yet, no? When a great worm reaches the end of its life, some dragons choose to willingly let their spirits pass this world and enter a sort of, let's say, elemental state. They become part of the land around them, a, a safe haven and guide for any young, uh, young draconic being to commune with. If this truly is a land for dragons, made by a dragon god, I think this would exist here. And I think it is time for my last act. Gladys is going to be, like, pretty sad. She she cares about Throg a lot. She's probably turned over the idea with him about, like, like if he wanted to come back through the 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 well at the end of the world and and she's been told very directly no he doesn't and it, she she's sad about it but she accepts that 
Yes, he... Uh, uh, during this whole time where Gladys has been setting up the, um, the, the duplication method and everything that entails... Uh, Throg has taken sort of a back seat to it. He he's he gives advice when asked, but he's no longer trying to like direct things like he did when Dragon Quest was on their their main quest. Um, and he's told her that it is time for Aboliths and old dragons like him to fade into the background. A new generation has to step forward, and she has to make the decisions. He doesn't know what's right. And she may not know either, but it's up to her to choose. She just, just, and, and, and she, I, I like to think that Gladys has been slowly coming into her own. She's pretty confident about the the, the direction that, like, the, the 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 duplication stuff has been going in. She she's adding her own like touches to the buildings, kind of making it look more homey, like. She's a bit of an artist, so she has like drawings and paintings and stuff like slowly accumulating over the place, and and, and she's been slowly like through through like other people maybe passing through or learning about it through other people who learned about it through other people who learned about it. Like it it it's still getting off the ground, but like th- there is the knowledge out there that. The gifts the gods gave people can be given to anyone. And she's happy that she can be part of this and make this something that like people can hopefully take make use of without as much fighting for them. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Throg will ask Gladys to um to help him up. Uh, like she gets one side of him uh, and his original Drake supports his other side as Gort follows behind, not really understanding uh, what's happening. Um, I guess I should ask, does Trey want to be here too for this? Oh, I'm sure he is. Uh, at this point, if it's been a little bit of a time, Trayan has effectively been working on the preliminary planning stages for the, the Brolympics. Um as it were, and in addition to that, probably has had some folks come to the biome to uh, uh, to try to learn some of his particular fighting style. So between uh, capoeira lessons uh, and planning, uh, uh, it's easy enough for him to be over for this in particular incident. Oh, maybe maybe we to help uh, try and achieve his dreams. Uh, we've used the pickaxes to make like a uh, like a DBZ type arena there. I was just <laughs> thinking, like uh, my, my my context goes to like a, a, a like the like a Pokemon fighting field, but like DBZ probably is more fitting for the fighting style stuff. I would picture the I picture the arena would have like a little emblems for each of the metallic and chromatic dragon types around it and such, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because this is the the dragon arena, effectively. Uh, oh gosh! Imagine each bio having their own arena. Shit! Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, I so. cannot wait to fight in the flesh arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Throg will sort of proceed to an area a little bit outside of the the settlement that they've they've created. Um, he will um, turn to uh, Trayan and Gladys and say. I am so proud of the two of you. 
just I'm she Gladys d- tries to go to say something but then gets a little choked up and um he'll just uh give uh the, the two of them just the the biggest hug um and then turn to Gort and his uh his original Drake and just uh say it is it is time my friends Gort you're going to be a big strong Drake someday keep Gladys out of trouble she's going to need all the help she can get here and don't go eating out uh, eating all of her food off her plate when she's gone uh, she's not looking again you hear He's already eating the food right now. (laughs) (laughs) He ate it off the plate before we left. uh, He burps up a whole plate. (laughs) (laughs) He eats the whole plate. He eats the whole plate. Frog just drags his uh, his hand down his face like, oh, some things never change. Uh, And he turns um, and he he takes off his armor uh, and takes the the bones that Gladys had uh, inscribed with Scrimshaw uh, magic uh probably i guess it might this could potentially be years before at this point uh and he removes them from his armor and starts to eat them uh swallowing them one by one uh and then he does so uh with the rest of his um his gear and equipment uh his horde until he comes down to his spear which he plants in the ground uh and he starts to walk forward uh, and he was right. The the ritual for guardianship to eat your horde, to will yourself uh, into uh, something more and less than you are at the same time uh, exists. Uh, his form starts to like fade away almost as it uh, becomes this like glittering spectral dust uh, for a moment. Uh, as it turns into the shape of a, a elder gold dragon, uh, which then lies down on the ground uh, before them and solidifies and darkens until it just becomes a suggestion of a sleeping dragon in the hillside. Now you've committed us to a dragon season in the future. The question is, are all the NPCs dragons and the party are regular people trying to interact with them and like navigate dragon society? Or are is everybody, including the player characters, just ancient gold, red, and you know, blue dragons just fully statted out? Shit, man. <laughs> so, that's, badass that's, dragons. So the, the way I do see the dragon biome, it's not just dra- for dragons. It is for kobolds, for drakes, for dragonborn. Like the... The um the central mountain is just filled with tunnels for the kobolds to live in, um and the uh the the like outlying lands beyond that are for the variety of um uh what is it uh, dragonborn while dragons themselves find their caves and what have you as normal. Sure, I just want the audience to chime in and be like, please have a season where the party are ancient dragons or uh, mm. or they're like level one kobolds trying to not get squished by all of the, <laughs> the goings on of a huge dragon society. Dragon season coming, I don't know how many years from now. Drake-topia, it's just, it's just Drake-topia, you know, just got to... Just <laughs> there, there is one aspect of dragon, extra aspect of dragon guardianship. 
uh, and well, two. One, any eggs laid nearby the the dragon guardian are hidden uh, from danger. They're essentially magically concealed. And I think Gladys might find this out at some point if she's stressed and looking for uh, for help uh, and uh, mulling over her issues. Uh, you can commune with the spirit of a, a, a guardian. Not often, but it can be done. I, I, I like to think that that would probably first happen, like, at, at some point when, like, Gladys is, like, having, like, an especially like stressful or anxious day because she's always going to be a little anxious. Like even as she comes into her own, it's just kind of a, a, a byproduct of the kind of person she is. Mm-hmm. I like to think one day you're working at your potion shop. It's probably not even a shop, right? Cause there isn't a full on uh, trade economy up here yet. It's more like you make potions for anyone who happens through and you just give them out cause you're cool. Um, but like one day you're like sitting at your cauldron with your head in your hands and you're just, you know, stressed out like you always are and you're kind of <laughs> stuttering to yourself about something and, uh, you hear the door open and someone comes in and drops a big heavy helmet on your head and say, <laughs> and says, Hey, you, uh, never came and picked this up. Uh, I was just taking it back temporarily. It's still yours. It's a gift. Bronco. It's it's been I don't even know how long. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's me, Bronco. You remember the drow from the before? Yeah, the before. Oh man, I I never heard back from you after that. Just what? Just how how did that all go? Did 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 you guys make the song or something? <laughs> no, I got I got chopped into cold cuts. Actually, my bones all broken apart. I was turned into kind of a, kind of a, a meat uh, wallpaper, and uh, it was bad. <laughs> that that's visceral. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, you're wearing. Go ahead. Wait, did he go back and see that he was made into wallpaper? <laughs> <laughs> no, he remembers Piccolo chopping him up. Um, but I, if anything, now that you are, you're wearing the big scary helmet again, uh, you feel uh, emboldened, Gladys. You feel more confident, and it, you're not as grossed out as you would have been. Um, yeah. And Bronco says, uh, Sid survived, though, so she went uh, to the end of the world. I don't know if you've seen the big uh, plant thing floating on the water There's a, at the edge on the east, but um, she went and you know brought what she could scrape up of me and threw it in the big hole they have, so... I'm gonna get a couple uh, more decades out of this. Oh, that's I'm. Uh, um, oh my god, I'm glad to hear that you made it out of that. Okay. Oh my god, I would be. I, I wouldn't even have a way to know that you had died in the first place. I'm, but I'm, I'm glad you're not anymore. I, I'm, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> Thanks. That's great to see you too. Uh, Justine also got. Uh, hacked to pieces. She's back. She's going back to the elves to tell them about uh, the well of resurrection. I expect they're not going to take that great. Uh, I assume a lot of people are going to want it. And I'm looking around here. A lot of treasures. A lot. Is that is that three Excaliburs on that wall over there? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, the elves are going to want that too. So I think <laughs> I think we have a lot of trouble ahead of us. But it's something you know, we do have a good head start. It's something I've been anticipating. Me and the others have been making plans for that. I I, I want to make sure that these resources I'm trying to get out to people will get out to people and not just a couple folks. Yeah, well, a lot of people in the old world are going to want what you have. And some people already in Arabella didn't like how everything turned out back east. So I think we got to start planning for the future. Planning for the future sounds not as scary as it used to. Well, that's the helmet talking. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) But you take the helmet off and repeat yourself? Yes, she will do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you ever figure out who owns the moon? You know, I've, I've molded over for a long time since then. I come to a lot of different answers based on how I'm feeling during the day. I think right now I feel like the, the, the answer to that is that no one can quote unquote own the moon, but people can go to the moon and people can talk about what they want to do up on the moon. And it's just up to us to make sure that we don't explode it. <laughs> spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn I take a chance we start to dance can see enough to know to turn around the sound of a bonfire carries over fences titillates our senses we can feel the heat the chill wind is pushing you into me and it's looking like we might be burning, might be burning, might be burning down. We're a bonfire, I keep putting in, I keep putting in. We're a bonfire, I keep putting in, I keep putting in. love a different touch so off we go to burn below the kindling wasn't quite enough sound of a bonfire carries over fences titillates our senses we can feel the heat chill wind is pushing you into me and it's looking like we might be burning might be burning
I, I think the the after credit scene should just be um, uh, uh, Throg's original Drake and Gort just like nestled in like the crook of the uh, the hill that he's become uh, sleeping, and then it fades to black. <laughs>